Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of Walk On Radio. We're back. We took a little break. You know, we're enjoying our Christmas, enjoying our time off. But here we are in one of the most important times of the year for college football and NFL. Humphreys, he's still over the phone, but he's still here talking to us. Humphreys, why don't you give him something? Man, uh, you know, we took a break. Took a break last week, as you said. Uh, you know, we didn't want to didn't want to put a uh, episode out you know during christmas uh hope you guys had a good one but this week is important it's week 17 in the nfl we've got the big bowls coming up heisman's coming up college football playoffs national championship all that good stuff so before we get into our, our busy schedule on this episode talking about everything going down we have a little little personal news for sam houston state and our football and training camp coming up with the spring season that we're having. So, Humphreys, why don't you tell them what's going on and how you feel about it? Yeah, so, uh, you know, here in a, here in a couple days, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, and Monday, we're set to report to Huntsville, uh, kind of begin our quarantine period uh, for the beginning of camp. Uh, I know that Dalton and I and the rest of the team are very excited. Uh, it's going to be a going to be a weird camp uh just because of the timing and you know the just the fact that we're playing in the spring but uh you know as we said a hundred times on the show before uh i think i think it's going to bring a lot of a lot of really cool experiences and so uh camp it's tough it's long it's grueling but i think this year uh i think people are excited about it because it's it's been a while since we've really gotten to play some real football yeah, everyone's really excited to get back and start finally, you know, we're practicing, we're, we're playing for something, we're finally getting to our season, and now that the bowls and the, and the playoffs in the NFL, everything's coming to an end on this side, it is now time for the FCS football and for all of us to shine, and we kind of get that spotlight, so it's going to be really fun, we start training camp soon, and uh, of course we'll keep y'all updated, each episode we'll talk about how we're doing, how's the team doing, and you will follow us and all of FCS football as we move through the spring season. But nonetheless, we have a lot to talk about this episode, and the first thing we're going to talk about is what happened a couple weeks ago. Now, all the championship games happened, and the Final Four were picked, and there was a lot of controversy because in the ACC championship, Clemson derailed Notre Dame 34-10. So people were questioning, does Texas A&M get in that fourth spot? Does Notre Dame keep it? Does Ohio State deserve to get in? And at the end of the day, it ended up being Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. A lot of controversy, a lot of people mad, especially people down in Texas and College Station with the Texas A&M fans. I put A&M in the fourth spot. I thought they deserved a chance to compete. I didn't think Notre Dame deserved it because they just got destroyed by Clemson. And do, do I think it's fair that Ohio State should have been in the Big Ten Championship? No, but they got in, they won that game, they deserved that shot in there, and they were in there. But because they've only played six games, a lot of people were upset. So, Humphreys, tell me what was your reaction to the Final Four, and do you agree with the four teams that are in there? Well, I said it uh, I said it to someone I was talking to, you know, when it happened. Uh, I'm not surprised. I, 
wasn't surprised. And I didn't expect anything different because, you know, if you just looked at it, uh, you look how trends were, look who, who's been getting ranked uh, of recent, you know, the writing was on the wall. Uh, this was going to happen. And, and I think A&M, uh, I think that their, you know, their upsetness of this is, is fair. Uh, I think it's necessary. Uh, you know, but I think they're channeling their their anger in the wrong area. You know, they're talking about how uh, they're so much better than Notre Dame, so much better than Ohio State, their resume's better, all that stuff. And that may be true, but I think, you know, be mad at the fact that four teams make the playoffs, you know. If there was a year to expand it, it was this one. And I think, I think that, you know, maybe this year we're going to, take a step into that direction but you know don't be mad at the Notre Dame Ohio State thing uh, I don't I don't really know what they expected to happen and that that's that's what was going to happen uh I, I just I think it's I think it's time for an 18 playoff uh and then you know then at that point at least A&M can't you know they can't say they didn't get a chance uh do I think Clemson and Alabama would still end up in the national championship in an 18 playoff absolutely uh but but at least then, you know, teams can't teams can't gripe about not having a chance. So, what do you think has to happen for the college football playoffs and the committee to to make that change and to add more teams? Do you think that Bama has to destroy Notre Dame, Clemson has to destroy Ohio State, and people realize, like, look, these maybe there more teams deserve a shot to be in the national championship picture? I don't know what I don't know what changes that. I, I mean, I feel like there's there's been a lot of snubs. Uh, in the college football playoff era. Uh, you know, I saw a tweet that was talking about how this wasn't a playoff, it was an invitational. And that really, that really opened my eyes. And I don't, I don't know that I disagree with that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you, you, you got to look at the market, uh, you know, the market that these teams are coming from. And, and it seems like every year, you know, it's a huge, you know, blue blood, big-name college football team. I, you know, many years ago, the, the first year of the college football playoff, uh, if you remember correctly, TCU was snubbed. Uh, they finished they finished right outside the top four, and they were they were undoubtedly one of the top four teams in the nation. They were all year, uh, lost the game late, and it cost them. Uh, but there was a lot of unhappiness during that. And, and I'm, I'm just using them as an example. Uh, I, I think there's been plenty more, and, and A&M is, is the most recent one. So... I really I don't know what else has to happen for them to move it to an eight or a sixteen team field, uh, but I definitely think it needs to happen. Yeah, and it would definitely, like you said, at the end of the day, Alabama and Clemson will probably end up still being in the national championship. But there could be some upsets, and, and everyone wants to see that. You you love to see it in March Madness when that happens. My final question to you regarding the Final Four is, you know, Notre Dame they lost, but they beat Clemson midway through the season, and they had a great year. What is your opinion on Ohio State making it in? It was one of the bigger controversies because, like I said, they only played a few amount of games. They almost didn't make it to the Big Ten Championship because of the rules that were in play. So, Humph, in your opinion, do you think Ohio State should have been in the playoffs? Well, I've got two sides to that. Uh, Number one, if you gave Ohio State uh, three teams in the Big Ten that they didn't already play, they'd still be undefeated. If you added three games, to their schedule that they've already played, they'd still be undefeated and they'd be in the college football playoffs. Okay. So that's one side of the coin. But the other side of the coin is 
you know, let's take, I don't know, let's take Michigan State. If Michigan State was a 6-0 and Pac-10 champions, would they make the college football playoffs? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, and so, you know, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't with Ohio State. Uh, I think that they are one of the four best teams in the nation. Uh, but with a, you know, with the with the way that Big Ten handles this season, uh, I think they kind of put themselves behind the eight ball. And so, you know, they kind of had to switch some things around, kind of tailor the rules to, you know, their one really solid team, Ohio State. Uh, and it paid, paid off for them in the end. But, you know, definitely, definitely a topic up for debate. Yeah, and Ohio State and Clemson will end up being a good game. We had breaking news today that Clemson's offensive coordinator cannot go to the bowl game because of COVID-19. So that does give Ohio State an edge, and Ohio State's a little bit more healthy. They haven't played as many games. They're probably a little bit more fresh. It'll definitely be a a, a sight to see. And there's a lot of other good bowl games because of the Final Four being out. The rest of the teams, a lot of interesting matchups. We're going to pick up towards the end. But next up, you know, we have the Final Four, but now we have the Heisman. If you saw on Twitter, we all had our we had a little group committee make some votes, make some picks. Humphreys will go into details about that. But the Heisman finalists are Devontae Smith, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, and Trevor Lawrence. We all kind of saw that coming. So Humph, talk to them about our little committee, what we picked, and just the Heisman in general. Who do you think is gonna win it and who might surprise some people? Well, you know, the little committee that we put together was was a lot of fun. Uh, it, you know, it just we picked we picked some guys that have, have been fans from the start of Walk On Radio. Some some guys that have actually been on the show. You know, Dalton, one of Dalton's former coaches, and then actually, you know, one of the uh, sports sports writers uh, in Huntsville. So it was a it was a really interesting deal. We kind of had a point system, uh, and interestingly enough, we actually nailed the top four. You know, our four. Uh, you know, in the point standings or the way we did it, are actually were the four finalists in the real Heisman voting. So, obviously, you know that that kind of speaks to what we were doing. It came out that Devontae Smith uh, was was walk on radio's pick. Uh, that's actually who I had uh, as my leader. I believe Dalton had him in first place as well. Uh, but you know, it was cool seeing uh, all the different votes. You know, because pretty consistently they were the same people, but definitely not consistent on where they were ranked uh and so i think that just shows you know how close of a year it was yeah and it was it, it's really a surprise too because trevor lawrence was the favorite to win the heisman he has he lose some games because of corona and next thing you know Devonte smith jalen waddle gets hurt and out of nowhere he pops out and has such a great year it's gonna. Be, we haven't seen a receiver win the Heisman in a long time. He just won the AP College Player of the Year, first time a receiver has ever won it. So it's gonna be really cool to see if Devontae Smith can win the Heisman Trophy. Humph, do you think that without, if Trevor Lawrence didn't lose those two games, would he have won the Heisman? Man, uh, yeah, I think so, and I and uh, I'm probably being biased because I've I've always been a Trevor Lawrence fan. Uh, I know if you see my Twitter, you always see me tweeting that Trevor Lawrence is my Heisman. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think one more, one more top five win. You know, I would assume they they beat Notre Dame uh, back back in the middle of the season when they first played. I, I think that that could have been enough to put them over the top. Yeah, and the other argument too with Najee Harris is you see the three Alabama members in the finalists running: Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, and Najee Harris. 
my former coach, Coach Munson, and his son kind of made a good point where it seems like Mac Jones and Najee Harris will kind of count each other's votes. You know, half of Alabama might go Najee Harris, half might go Mac Jones, and it could cancel each other out. So it, it, for me, it seems it's going to be down to Devontae Smith and Kyle Trask. And yes, Kyle Trask, through the record, didn't have much of a successful year, but his numbers were insane. They were in the SEC Championship, and they lost in a close one. But Devontae Smith has been incredible. Huff, between these two, I know you picked Devontae Smith, but what would be your case for Devontae Smith, and how close of a chance do you think Kyle Trask really has? Well, I I, I don't like Kyle Trask uh, winning the Hodgson this year. I just, I don't know. I, I have a hard time picking a guy that has lost three games. Uh, and not a team award, but I, I have made my case before that it, it somewhat is a team award. Uh, and so, I don't know, Devontae Smith has, has had a, just an unbelievable video game type numbers year uh, coming from the receiver position. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, there hasn't been a receiver win it in a long time. Uh, and to me, if Devontae Smith doesn't win it this year, you know, a receiver's never going to win it. Uh, so, I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that he is going to win it. I feel confident in saying that. But, you know, Kyle Trask, he is deserving. But I just I think his team's success is going to hurt him. Yeah, and there has been many quarterbacks that had three locks and can able to bounce out and win the Heisman. We're going to find out soon. Uh, Florida, they play Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. And, of course, we know that Alabama plays Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl. So we're going to keep an eye on those. We're going to talk about them. Let's roll into Bowl Mania. We're going to cover the bowls that's already happened and do our pick for the New New Year's Six Bowls. Starting off, we have Buffalo versus Marshall. Buffalo gets to win 17-10 in, in a great game. Marshall, Buffalo, two teams that you don't really hear about a lot but have done really well this year. Buffalo ends up getting the win. In the Cure Bowl, man, Humph, the Cure Bowl. Coastal Carolina, they try to continue their undefeated season. And Hugh Freeze and the Liberty Flames, they get the win, 37-34. to Humph, talk to me about this game. And, man, Coastal Carolina, America's team, they finally fall. Well, I know the walk-on radio was disappointed because we, we've seemed to have been on the shot side all season. Uh, and so disappointed to see them lose their perfect year. Uh, but Liberty, heck of a game, uh, big win in OT. Uh, it was certainly a fun one to watch. You know, I always I love rooting for uh, love rooting for two you know lower lower known teams that have had good years. Uh, so this was this was a fun bowl game. Yeah, it was a great bowl game. Coastal Carolina. Hopefully, they can keep their success next year and have another great season. Uh, in other bowls, the Cheez It Bowl, Oklahoma State. They get the win over Miami, thirty-seven to thirty-four. So De'Ara King has announced that he's coming back to Miami for another season. But he gets hurt in this bowl game. Huff, even with this injury, how important is De'Aaron King returning to Miami going to be for them? And how good do you think Miami will be next year? Well, you know, I think they trended upwards uh, this season. Uh, so, you know, I think next year with another year of, of De'Aaron King playing, uh, I think that I think that they can they can do more of the same that they had this year, and maybe maybe even better. Uh, you know, Notre Dame's not going to be in the ACC next season. Uh, Clemson loses Trevor Lawrence, and so you know the door the door opens for Miami a little bit. So maybe I don't know. Maybe De'Ara King can uh, can really really surprise some people and and put his name back in the Heisman Trophy talks. Yeah, it'll be definitely really fun to watch De'Ara King. 
Oklahoma State and Miami, they're both two teams that really surprised some people. They had a couple, you know, missteps, but both of them are going to have great success coming up. Uh, in another bowl, the Alamo Bowl, the Texas Longhorns, they dominate Colorado. Now, I've asked you a couple weeks in a row. I, You know, we were following Texas. We're both big fans. Sam Ellinger, he gets hurt, doesn't finish this game. I'm going to ask you again, again, Hump, is Sam Ellinger going to leave or is, do you think he'll use this COVID year and stay in, stay in Texas? Uh, man, it's time. It's It's been a fun one, but uh, but it's time for Sam Ellinger to go. Uh, I think he is. He has done his part and shown that he is a he is a legendary Texas Longhorn. But I think it's time to pass the reins. And uh, last night we we got a little bit of look at that. Yeah, and uh, Casey Thompson, the the next quarterback up, and also Bijan Robinson, their running back, two dominant offensive players. They have they need to fill their offense and fill their defense. But Texas, they could be back next year. We say it every year. Who knows? Another thing for Texas, and this back half, Texas has been really good. The whole story has been Tom Herman. Is this his last year at Texas? Will he? Will Urban Meyer take his place? Will another coach take his place? So, Humphreys, in your opinion, was this Tom Herman's last game coaching the Longhorns? Definitely not. Uh, I think at this point, you know, the Longhorns are, are going to roll with Tom Herman, and I'm glad that they are. Uh, I, I don't think that it was time to jump ship just yet. Uh you know, they, they looked really good last night. And so maybe, I feel like this happens every year, you know, they dominate a bowl game, go into the, the next season with really high expectations, uh, you know, don't fulfill those high expectations, and then win, win a bowl game convincingly. And so it seems like it's a never-ending cycle. Uh, but, you know, I, I definitely don't think that that was Tom Herman's last game. Uh, and so I definitely expect to see him next season. Yeah, and we see in the Big 12 every year, it's always who's going to win. It comes down to the wire. In the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma won for the sixth year in a row. They beat Iowa State 27-21. to So you never know. It could be a toss-up. You know, we had Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Texas were all in the running. TCU is getting better every year. Texas Tech is getting better every year. It's going to be a toss-up, and hopefully Tom Herman stays. And if not, they find a new coach because Texas, they got the players. They just have to win those games that matter the most. So that was the Bulls for now. Now we're going to go into our pick for the New Year's Six Bowl. And the first one we're going to do is the Citrus Bowl, Auburn versus Northwestern. Now, Humph, you know what has happened when you pick against Bo Nix. Auburn is your kryptonite. You can never get it right with these guys. But then you have Northwestern, who in the Big Ten Championship, they fought. They fought real hard, and they kept it close, but they lost to Ohio State 22-10. Maybe they want to get some revenge. And Auburn, they want to stake their name as a good SEC competitor. So, Humph, who's your pick for the Citrus Bowl? Well, you know what, Dalton? The last time we picked Auburn this year, and and I'm going with Auburn. I'm going with Bo Nix. Uh, I was very impressed. I was very impressed with Northwestern and the way that they played in the Big Ten Championship. You know, they really they really gave Ohio State a run for their money. Uh, but you know, I think Auburn wins this one. They they, they kind of have that, been there, done that. Uh, you know, they're, they're a far more relevant team than Northwestern in the last decade. And so I think in a big bowl like this one, I think Auburn will get the win. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going with Auburn as well. You know, I always pick for Bo Nick. I'm always with him. He was my boy since the beginning. I got to stick with him now at the end. Northwestern, their defense looks great. They were able to hold Justin Fields and that Ohio State offense, but I don't, I'm not sure about Northwestern's offense. I think Auburn will get it done. They'll throw it around. 
and Auburn will end up with the win in the Citrus Bowl. The next bowl, and man, this should be called the Walk-On Radio Bowl because this is Humphreys, Cincinnati Bearcats versus Dalton Myers, Georgia Bulldogs. Cincinnati, undefeated season. They want to finish it off with a statement win against the Georgia Bulldogs who started off really slow, but they finally found their guy in JT Daniels, and they were able to have a great end of the year. But, Humphreys, who's your pick in the Peach Bowl? Well, uh, this is a very interesting game. Uh, I'm glad that we're seeing Cincinnati play a you know a solid power five team. Uh, though, though Georgia has been a little disappointing this year. Um, you know, I, I won't say that they're not deserving of playing in a big bowl. But that being said, I'm taking Cincinnati. Uh, I'm picking the Bearcats. I'm picking the Group of Five team. Uh, I, I've watched quite a bit of Cincinnati football this year. And I'm impressed. I love their quarterback. I think they've got some really athletic playmakers. And so I'm going to go the Bearcats in this one. I'm glad you kept staying behind their back. You trust Cincinnati. And just like I trust JT Daniels, I'm going with the Georgia Bulldogs. Look, Cincinnati, they had a great season. They had a great story. They were really close. But it's time to come back to reality. This is SEC football. This is Georgia football. JT Daniels is going to throw for a lot. And they're going to remind Cincinnati why they aren't Power 5. Give me Georgia in a, in a blowout. This Peach Bowl is not even going to be worth the watch. Next bowl. If, uh, if, if, Georgia, if Georgia wins this one, uh, I think that you officially are going to be on the staff uh, as a Bulldog. Because, I mean, you, you've been talking about JT Daniels since before the season. I know. I mean, I, I could get in trouble for tampering with recruiting. Like, the way I hype up the Georgia Bulldogs is, is not fair for anybody else. But, man, JT Daniels, he, he did exactly what I said, and he got it done. And he was able to dominate like I knew he would. And I think next year is going to be a great, great year for Georgia. Now they finally have their guy. In the next bowl, we have the Fiesta Bowl. We have Iowa State versus Oregon. This is Humphrey's Oregon Ducks, Pac-12 champions. Who would have ever thought after this season that was going to happen? They beat USC in the Pac-12 championship, 31-24. They're riding high. They're playing Iowa State, who had a good season, but ended up losing in a close one to Oklahoma in the Big 12 champion championship. So, Humph, are you sticking with your Ducks, or is the Cyclones going to have another upset? I think I, think I have to pick the Ducks. I mean, I've been with them all year. Uh, I, you know, originally before they had opt-outs, I said that they would be a playoff team. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they did have too many opt-outs for that to happen. But proud of them for winning the Pac-12 championship. That was an awesome game versus the USC Trojans, and the Ducks are deserving. And so I'm going to pick the Ducks here. Ohio or Iowa State has had an awesome year, uh, but they're they're not going to win this one because uh, you know the uh, the Fighting Nikes are going to get the win here. Yeah, I'm going Oregon as well, and I picked Iowa State to win the Big 12 championship, and you kind of said it well. You said Oklahoma has that been-there-done-that attitude, and I think this is the same way for Oregon, and the riding high after the Pac-12 championship upset against USC. So I'm going to go with Oregon. I think they're going to continue to dominate. And Iowa State, man, they're a good team, but do I think they deserve to be in the Big 12 championship and in a such a high bowl? I don't know. The, Pac- the Big 12 was kind of a mix-up like we talked about with all these teams upsetting everybody so i don't know if iowa state is that elite team that can be in a new year six bowl but prove me wrong it'll be fun to see this good matchup because you know iowa state when they're the underdogs they play really well but you know oregon been there done that attitude so give me the ducks to win in the fiesta bowl next up we have the cotton bowl this is going to be a fun matchup we have the big 12 versus the sec 
Florida, they lost the SEC Championship to Bama, 46-52. Kyle Trask was throwing it everywhere. And then they're playing Oklahoma, who won the Big 12 Championship. They're riding hot. Now, the news was, Florida, they lost a lot of people to the opting out for the draft. Kyle Pitts, a couple of their receivers, a couple of uh, defenders. But Kyle Trask is still playing, so they still have a chance. Hump, who's going to win in this offensive matchup? Well, you know, we, we picked this a couple weeks ago. Uh, we both took Florida. But, you know, Florida's had some opt-outs. So I kind of think Oklahoma will probably win this one tonight. But I'm sticking with the Gators. Uh, I can't stand OU. Not a Spencer Rattler fan whatsoever. And so, who knows? Maybe maybe Kyle Trask can, can kind of give his uh, – his final curtain call and the Gators to pull this off. Yeah, I'm sticking with Florida too, man. It, it, I think with the opt out, it's going to be really, it's going to be really important, and it could affect Florida pretty bad. But Kyle Trask is still on the field playing, and it doesn't matter who he's throwing it to. He's going to put it somewhere where it needs to be. And like you said, this is his final call before he goes on to the draft, or even he surprises everybody and stays at Florida. But I think he'll go on. This will be it. So he's going to need his final time to show everybody what he's about and who better to do it than Oklahoma, who's, like Hump said, been there, done that. So give me the Florida Gators. But don't be surprised if, you know, if Oklahoma comes out and surprises a lot of people. Spencer Rattler, he's got to prove himself to be that elite quarterback that Oklahoma needs. They had a great backstretch half of the season. This is how they prove it. They finish it off against Florida. So going to be a fun matchup, but give me the Florida Gators. Next matchup we have is part of the Final Four, heading to that national championship picture. We have the Sugar Bowl, Clemson versus Ohio State. A lot of people upset. Ohio State shouldn't be in the Final Four. Even Dabo Sweeney didn't put him in the top ten. Playing Clemson with the hot hand, Trevor Lawrence, he got snubbed to the Heisman. He's a finalist, but a lot of people think he doesn't have a chance because he missed his games. But they're playing Ohio State in a fun matchup. We've seen this before. Humph, who's going to win this in the rematch that we, we've always seen before? Well, um, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, Clemson is going to win this one. They're going to go to the national championship. They deserve to be in the national championship, and and I think they're think they're really setting themselves up to be really really tough to beat uh, here in here in a couple weeks. Whoever whoever plays them on the other side, you know, they just the the way that their offense was able to move the ball against uh, a talented Notre Dame team, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, those guys. They're just so talented, uh, and I think, I think, uh, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll we'll see what I pick in two weeks, but but this this might be my national championship pick. So give me give me the Tigers. Yeah, I'm going Clemson as well. Unfortunately, I think just like Humph, we're going to see an Alabama Clemson rematch in the national championship. But I could see it being a lot closer than a lot of people think. Like I, I heard today, Ohio State they're going to be fresh. They haven't played as many games, and uh, most of the games they had they had to take a break before they took a week off and they're ready to play their game. So a little bit more fresh, and with Clemson losing their offensive coordinator, that could change a lot of things. Him not being there on the field or at the game at all, the call plays, could affect how Clemson plays. But Trevor Lawrence is still Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne is still Travis Etienne. And, I mean, just watch the ACC championship against a Notre Dame team that's been destroying everybody. And they just picked them apart and made them look silly. Made them look so bad that people didn't even consider putting them in the national championship final four. I mean, that's a great team. So give me the Clemson Tigers. I think we're going to see them play Alabama in the national championship, and that's going to be a great matchup that we're going to pick. But uh, I think Clemson won this one in, in a long shot. And then finally, we have the Rose Bowl. We've been talking about it. Alabama versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame had a great season. 
Lose to Clemson in, in a bad loss. People were upset about that. They, they didn't look like the team they've been. And Alabama, they win the SEC championship against Florida. They have three people that were in the Heisman finalist talks. Two of them are in the finals, going to be at the awards ceremony. So, Humph, who's winning this Rose Bowl? And also, this Rose Bowl, it's in your place. It's, it's in Jerry's world, in Dallas. So, who's winning the Rose Bowl? I wish I was going, Dalton. Uh, I've actually been to a, a Rose Bowl at the Rose Bowl, but it'd be pretty cool to say I went to the Rose Bowl in Dallas. Uh, but you know, I, Notre Dame—they love to suck in these big games. I mean, history says that they're going to get blown out, and I don't know. I, you know, I saw that the spread was was nineteen points. I don't, I don't see them getting beat by twenty. Uh, so I, you know, I could see it being a two touchdown game, but maybe not a three touchdown game. But Alabama wins this one. Too much firepower on offense. Defense is starting to get their legs, and 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 Alabama's playing a national championship. I said it, I said at the beginning of the year. You know, it was going to be Alabama and Clemson. It's still going to be Alabama and Clemson, and so the fighting, the fighting Derrick Henrys are going to get the win here. Yeah, I'm going Alabama. You even have Alabama in your top four, Dalton. Yeah, you have them in your top four. Yeah, I was I was actually just about to bring that up. I've said it multiple episodes. Multiple times, how, how stupid I feel. I didn't even put Alabama in the top four. I thought Mac Jones was a bust after last season. I didn't think he was the answer. And, man, how much a fool do I feel? This Alabama offense is probably the most dominant we've seen in a long time. I mean, they have a receiver that's about to win the Heisman. That's, that's insane. But that just shows who Alabama is, how good they are. And I think they're going to destroy Notre Dame. And if, I, if I'm correct, in the last six years, that Notre Dame's been in the playoffs or a bowl game. They've lost all of those by 20-plus. It's just been really bad for Notre Dame in the big games, and this is the wrong team they want to play. I want Alabama to win so bad that the committee has to consider change the playoffs, so I want Alabama to win by 50, but I think it'll be a little bit closer. But give me Alabama, give me Clemson in the national championship picture, and Hump, that's going to be a hard pick for you because I know how much you like both teams. And uh, it'll be fun to see in, in Trevor Lawrence's swung song that he leaves in the national championship. But they got to win these games first, so we never know. But give me Alabama, the Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. So let's move on. And, Humph, this is a uh, – we've been waiting. We've done 22 episodes, and we've covered this. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Pause, 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 pause. Before we talk about that, before we talk about that, I know, I know where it's heading. But I think we still got the Orange Bowl to talk about. The Texas A&M fight Nagy's versus oh, the R – or North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, I, I have it written down on my notes, and I completely skipped over it. How dare I? The Orange Bowl, Texas A&M versus North Carolina. Texas A&M, very upset they didn't make it to that Final Four. They want to show everybody who they are, but they're playing a really good team. Our boys, the North Carolina Tar Heels. The Tar Heels are looking to upset and to silence everybody. I can't believe I skipped over this because this is a very important matchup because these are great, two really good teams. <laughs> Maybe my favorite one. This might be my favorite bowl coming up. Yeah, and I know how much you love North Carolina. I know how much you hate A&M. So this might be tough for you. So who is your pick for the Orange Bowl? Dalton. So hear me out, okay? A&M fans, they're pissed. They're angry, you know? And rightfully so. I said that. But not so fast. Uh-oh. The North Carolina Tar Heels. The North Carolina Tar Heels are going to win the Orange Bowl and set up for a huge, a national level 2021 season. Sam Howell and Mac Brown are about to open the door of greatness coming into 2021 
and they're going to beat the Aggies, silence silence the playoff talks of, of A&M should have been in, all that jazz. The Tar Heels are going to win this one, and, and we're and then, then what do the Aggies say? What do they, what do they say if they lose this one? Because then, you know, they don't really have any type of stepping stone because North Carolina's lost three games this year. Obviously, they're they're talented, but they're North Carolina is no Alabama. That, that's, I'm not trying to sit here and say that, but I love North Carolina. We've loved them all year. So give me the Tar Heels. They're not just a basketball school, and they're going to win the Orange Bowl. Man, th- this was a tough one for me because you know how I am. I like to pick the team that needs this win more. And while A&M does need this win to prove to everybody that they deserve in that Final Four, nobody's talking about North Carolina. It's all about how A&M's going to win, how they're going to prove everybody wrong. So normally, I would pick a North Carolina. And I, I've loved picking North Carolina. We've been on board with them all year long. But I think A&M will win this game in dominant fashion. That Their run game is intense. They have one of the best offensive lines in college football. You know, Kel- Kellen Mod, he's probably on his way out too. So he, he hasn't made his decision yet. He said he has not made a decision what he's going to do. But if this is his last game, he definitely wants to make a statement. He's been playing at A&M. It seems like 10 years. Give me A&M in this matchup. It's going to be a fun one. We're definitely going to be watching this one. So let me ask you this. With Trevor Lawrence leaving the and the ACC seemingly being wide open with, with a Miami, with a North Carolina, and a Clemson, how do you see – and you, you made your hot take that they're going to have a, a massive 2021, but how massive are you talking about? Are you saying that North Carolina could win the ACC championship? Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem with that, dog. I don't know how to pronounce his name. We had trouble with that months ago. But even though DJ Ungalele lost to Notre Dame back in the middle of the season, he's going to be really, really good. And I, and I think that he's – and when I say really, really good, I think win the Heisman Trophy really, really good. So Clemson's here to stay. They're going to be at the top of the college football world per usual. I think that they still win the ACC. But – as we saw this year, the ACC is becoming good enough to where they can put two people in the college football playoffs. So I, I'm not trying to make a pick or something, but North Carolina will have a good enough year to be in the conversation next season. Oh, and that, and that right there is a hot take. You're on board with North Carolina like I am with my Arizona Cardinals. Be fun to watch. It, it could happen. We, we've been watching them and, and how good they've been. But they got to beat A&M to prove themselves, and A&M's got to beat North Carolina to prove themselves. It's going to be a fun matchup. Could be one of the bowls of the week in the New Year's Six Bowls. Definitely will keep an eye on that. But back to what I was talking about. Man, we've done 22 episodes. We've covered it. We've been following Humphrey's fantasy football team, and uh, it came time. He made it to the Super Bowl, and I'm excited to hear the news. Did he win the Super Bowl? Did he win the ring? Did he do it with Aaron Rodgers? He was nervous. He lost Dak Prescott. He trusted in Jonathan Taylor, who let him down. Alvin Kamara has been steady. So, Humph, here's your time, your fantasy football corner. Did you win your fantasy Super Bowl? Welcome on Radio Nation. We did. We, we won the Super Bowl. We, we've, we've gotten the ring, got the title, got the trophy, and and. Huge, huge thank you to you guys for, for the support. Uh, you see it on Twitter. Uh, I also want to shout out, you know, uh, he's not my favorite person, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, his, MV, his MVP season really, really drove me and this team. Uh, 
I also want to have a huge shout out to to my boy Jonathan Taylor. I said weeks ago if he if he delivered a championship to me, I would purchase a Jonathan Taylor Indianapolis Colts jersey. I've already done so. Hopefully, it's here soon. I'm excited about him. He's this last month has been unbelievable. But don't the big news of the week, Super Bowl week, Alvin Kamara on Christmas Day, the man. Wearing one green shoe, one red shoe, scores not one, not two, not three, but six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. It's the most incredible fantasy football performance I've ever seen. Uh, basically, you know, we talked about my Super Bowl being two powerhouse teams. Well, it was over after the first game. I mean, there was no coming back from that. Kamara scored. Over 50 points, uh, and which is just unheard of. It just hasn't happened many times in the history of NFL. And so, man, it, it was just, it was a really fun weekend. All my, all my buddies from home, they were, they were giving me a hard time just, you know, cause I'll be honest, I win it all the time. And I don't think that comes by accident. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of hard work, research, preparation. And, and I just, you know, I picked the right guy. And so this year it was a lot of fun and I can't wait for next year. And I think, I think I know what it was because you showed me the picture. For Christmas, you got yourself a signed Alvin Kamara helmet. Next thing you know, he yep. scores six touchdowns. I'm not – maybe a coincidence. I don't know. You, you are the good luck charm of Ryan Humphreys. Let me ask you this, Hump. In your all-time, uh, since you've been doing this fantasy with your friends, how many championships – what number championship is this for you? Well, uh, first of all, before I tell you how many I won, I will un- – Undoubtedly, say that this was the sweetest. This one felt the best. You know, the league is at its peak. Uh, everyone is super bought in. This is our tenth season. Nostalgically, it was a very big deal to me. And and fantasy football was a great getaway because you know, I you know it was it was tough that we didn't play this fall. I, I miss playing, uh, but having fantasy football, having that go good was was a was a great thing to get my mind off of us not playing. But Dalton, this is. This will be title number six, six for ten. Uh, so the trophy has my name on it quite a few times, and, and you know, I'm not going to complain. Hopefully next year we can get to seven. Now, without giving away, because I know, I know your buddies and all your fantasy people listen to this, but what's your strategy going the next season for your fantasy? Do you have any players that you already got your eye on? Without giving away too much, what, what, what's your strategy going into next year? Well, uh, you know, I'll start. I won't get into detail, you know, some of the rules of our league, but long story short, I've already got Jonathan Taylor on next year's team. And so uh, I think that that is going <coughs> to, excuse me, I think that that's going to play a huge role in success next season. Uh, and, and I only have to use a sixth round pick on it. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty substantial considering he's probably going to be a first or second round guy next season. But, you know, always, always love having Alvin Kamara. Always love having Derrick Henry. But, uh, you know, uh, to me, it's always about having that stud running back. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully you have breakout receivers. And so, you know, the DK Metcalf, the AJ Brown, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you know, those guys, uh, you know, you got to give a look to Travis Kelsey. Uh, and, and where, where do guys like Darren Waller fall? You know, guys who have, who have just simply had unbelievable breakout seasons. Uh, and then a quarterback that I really like, uh, Justin Herbert. 
had an unbelievable rookie season this year and, and with a with a high power offense like he has, you know, I feel like the sky's the limit for him next season. Now I was I was gonna bring up the quarterback. That's I was gonna ask you an interesting question. Now normally with fantasy quarterbacks kind of fall down, but as you see when you picked up Aaron Rodgers, they can really help you on your team. They could let you down. I know I had a buddy that had uh, Kyler Murray in the back half of the season. He kind of didn't give him the points he wanted. So Hump, let me ask you this: You have all the quarterbacks available, and I know you like going with your boy Dak. But if you had all the quarterbacks available, who are you sticking with Dak? Are you sticking with Rodgers? Are you going to find someone like Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? Who next year do you think will be the number one quarterback? Man, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a tough guy to bet against. Uh, you know, he finished in the top one or two this season in a lot of leagues scoring. Uh, just with the high-powered offense that they have, you know, they're, they're just going to score points. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes is always a great bet. Uh Josh Allen next season is I look for him to repeat and have an incredible year. Um, and then you know who knows uh, what does what does Lamar Jackson do? He we had a little bit of a down year, but but guys like him and, and Kyler Murray who can who can really run around uh, are, are always good viable fantasy options. Yeah, and the quarterback they're they're getting better and better, especially with the way they run now with people like Kyler Murray who can scoot around everywhere. Lamar Jackson he can fly. So the fantasy and quarterbacks definitely going to change, and I'm glad you picked up Aaron Rodgers and you listened to me because he helped you get that ring. I can't wait to have my own ring with my name on it because that's the deal we made, and I'm, I'm holding you to it. But let's talk about NFL. we got a lot to talk about because the playoffs are winding down. Couple more ga- or One more game. These wins are all important. So, Humph, talk to me through the playoffs, the AFC, NFC, the teams that – Need to win. What teams can't lose? Talk to me about the playoffs and what we're what we're getting with. Well, the AFC is is really interesting. You know, there's there's five teams fighting for four spots, and it's unbelievable, unbelievable to me that that the Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans, the Ravens, the Dolphins, and, and the Browns. One of those teams is not going to be a playoff team this season. They all. They're all deserving, uh, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, you know, out of the NFC, you're going to have a team with a losing record make the playoffs uh, out of the NFC East. But it is what it is. You know, you can't. You, you just you got to control what you can control. But as far as the NFC goes, um, you know, the Colts are a little bit behind the eight ball here. Um, they they're, they they have to win. And, and one of the other teams I said has to lose. So if the Dolphins win, they're in. If the Browns win, they're in. If the Ravens win, they're in. Uh, who else? Who else we got? Yeah, and then, and then the Colts. And so they have to win, and one of those teams that I named has to lose. Uh, so not very confusing, pretty easy to see what has to take place uh, for that to happen. Oh, and the Titans, excuse me. I didn't, I didn't mention the Titans. The Titans are in the same boat as uh, the Colts, uh, but you know if you just look at the if you look at the the games, they all play fairly easy opponents. Uh, you know, really, really the only one I could see losing is is possibly you know the Dolphins. The Dolphins play the Bills. Uh, that's that's a big game, division division game, but they could lose that one. The Browns they play the Steelers, but the Steelers are sitting everyone, so I, I see the Browns winning that one. 
Yeah, there's a lot of things that are going to happen that, that can surprise a lot of people. Miami, they want to get to the playoffs. I haven't seen them in there a while. Cleveland, they're fine for a spot. They haven't been there in a while. And it's crazy, the AFC South. You have the division leader, Tennessee, who could possibly not be in there. If, if the Colts finish off and they win, they'll become division leader. It's all a toss-up. And the NFC seems to be a little bit better, but the fight for the number one spot is what's important. Green Bay, New Orleans, even Seattle, if they can win out. So it's going to be really close, Matt. A close race. And speaking of close race, the MVP race. It's kind of come down to three players right now. Aaron Rodgers, number one. Patrick Mahomes. And then Josh Allen. Josh Allen's been playing really well, but kind of towards the end of the season, he's sliding into that MVP running. So, Hump, you know you know my answer, so I feel like it's, I shouldn't even talk about it, who's winning the MVP. But uh, do you agree with me, or is it a lot closer than people think? Man, uh, at this point, uh, it's hard for me to say that it's close. I think Aaron Rodgers has run away with it, and I think that he is by far the most deserving player for the MVP this season. Man, and that just it brings so much joy to hear that, especially coming from you and coming from everyone that, that hated on my boy, talking about running offense. But here we are. Rodgers about to win his third MVP. Now for second place, Humph, would you take Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? I know Patrick Mahomes is the easy answer, but you got to look at what Josh Allen and the Bills are doing. Uh, man, Josh Allen has certainly been a lot of fun this year. Uh, but I just, man, Patrick Mahomes' stats are, are just video game type numbers. I mean, simply incredible. Yeah, he, he's been doing something special. And speaking of Josh Allen, the Bills, and I want to ask you if you agree with this, do you think that the Buffalo Bills are the only team in the AFC right now that can really compete with the Kansas City Chiefs? Ooh, man. Uh, I like the Titans. I always talk about how I like the Titans. Uh, but I just, man, I just think that the Kansas City Chiefs are, are on an island of their own, and and I would put them at very, very high chance to make the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, the Chiefs, it's looking like going to be the Chiefs, Packers, maybe the Bills, maybe the Saints. But right now, it seems the favorite are the Chiefs and the Packers. Man, I hope so. The Super Bowl celebration I'm going to have when we win will be intense. We're going to have a whole episode dedicated to talking about the Packers. I hope. I'll have to talk to Hump about that. We'll see. But, uh, you know, other than the MVP, there's another award that's kind of up for question right now, and that's the Offensive Player of the Year. You have Derrick Henry and you have Alvin Kamara, and I'm going to throw a name out there, Devontae Adams. So, Hump, talk to me about the Offensive yep. Player of the Year. Out of these three guys, who do you think will win it? And how do you feel about Devontae Adams being in that picture? Well, uh, I, you know, Devontae Adams is, is incredibly deserving uh, of that award. I mean, he's been simply just unbelievable uh, at the receiving position. I think that he is, he is definitely receiver one uh, this year. But, you know, Derrick Henry, he's closing in on 2,000. He, he, needs, he needs a little over 230 yards rushing. This next game to become the eighth player to ever rush for 2,000 yards. And that's just going to be really tough to do, but obviously an impressive year. Uh, then, then Alvin Kamara, obviously six touchdowns this last week is, is incredibly impressive, you know, tied for the most of all time. And so they both make great cases, but I'm going to stick with my boy, and I think Alvin Kamara is going to win it this season. Yeah, it's going to be it's a really close matchup. And, and like you said, this last week, Alvin Kamara rushes for – gets six touchdowns. Derrick Henry, the Packers held him to 98 yards. But they were playing in the snow, so we had a little bit of an advantage. But still, when it's that close of a race, each game matters, and that's going to be really important to this Offensive Player of the Year race. So let's move on into some NFL scores. And, of course – 
like we always do, we got to talk about our boys, the Cowboys and the, and the Packers. But, hump, something's brewing in Dallas. We're, we're, hold up, wait a minute. The NFC East All-Star team, this little race, this, it's getting a little uh, – Philadelphia's been eliminated. I don't know if Dallas has been eliminated yet. So talk to me about the Dallas Cowboys and last week's game. Well, let me first say that Dallas is definitely not eliminated. We've got a huge one this week. Uh, I, I mean, it, it really comes down to this. If Dallas wins and the Redskins lose, Dallas is the NFC East champ. Uh, and so, you know, Dallas and the New York Giants, they're going to play this week uh, at 12 o'clock. And, and the winner of that is going to await the Washington football team against the Eagles. And so, both the Giants and the Cowboys both need the Eagles to beat the Redskins, uh, and if that happens, then the winner of that twelve o'clock game is going to go to the playoffs and host the playoff game. So obviously, I'm excited. I'm glad that Week 17, you know, there's meaning, uh, and I've got hope. And and you know, if we were to make the playoffs, we we we've gotten hot at the right time. Andy Dalton is really playing well. You know, I, I don't know if you watched, but Ezekiel Elliott looked like his normal self, making people's miss, spinning, breaking tackles, all that. And, and our receivers, wow. I mean, Gallup. You know, I know you love Gallup, but Gallup, Ceedee Lamb, Amari Cooper—they just all really, really dominated. And I'm excited. So I'm glad that we have a chance, and, I, and I'm going to hope for the best. I mean, what a crazy story for the Dallas Cowboys, and you always say. You want you got to play to win, and look at what Dallas is doing now. They start off really slow, really struggling, almost out of the picture. We were talking about high draft picks. Now they might make the playoffs, and, and let's say they make this run. It'll be down to history books if they can end up in the Super Bowl, but they're going to have a tough battle because you know eventually they're going to have to play the Packers if they get that far, and boy, that's going to be a fun game for both of us and for Walk On Radio. But Dallas, man, they're getting it done. I'm, I'm proud of. It's proud to watch them and to see Andy Dalton show what he can do. He's not just a backup quarterback. He had success in the Bengals, and now he's doing good things for Dallas. For Green Bay, on the other hand, I mean, we're just looking fantastic. We beat the Tennessee Titans 40 to 14. We had our backup quarterback at the end of the game. The thing that stood out about this game is was our defense. And yeah, we played in the snow. Packers always have an advantage in the snow, but we were playing a great Tennessee offense. And we were able to hold them. We were able to hold Derrick Henry to 98 yards. Does not happen a lot. Our corners look great. Jair Alexander looks great. And I need to watch the defense because if we want to get to that Super Bowl against the Chiefs and we want to play that high-powered Chiefs offense, our defense is what has to hold them. And I think we look good. I think we're going to make a good run. Getting ready for the playoffs. We need to beat the Bears to get that number one spot. I think we're going to do it. We're going to have a great run. And, man, I hope we get the Super Bowl because that will be two times in my life I get to watch the Packers in the Super Bowl. Humphreys, he hasn't watched his Cowboys in a Super Bowl yet. Maybe it'll happen for him eventually. But for me, twice, that's great. I can't wait to watch that happen. So let's move on to some more scores. New Orleans, they beat Minnesota 52-33. to New Orleans, they want to get that number one spot too. Who, who thought the New Orleans would have been so good losing Drew Brees throughout the, in the middle of the season? Taysom Hill got it done, and now New Orleans is back to where they belong. San Francisco, they beat Arizona 20-12. to Man, hump. What are the chances Arizona Cardinals making the playoffs? I, I've been preaching for them. I've been praying for them. What are the chances they get in? Well, you know, it comes down to uh, Chicago, Arizona, and, and the L.A. Rams. You know, two of those teams are going to get in uh, as a wild card. And, and I don't know. Down the stretch, Arizona has, has really struggled. Colin Murray has not been himself. Um, and, and so they're in danger. You know, this, this week against 
they actually play the Rams, so it's a huge game. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that they're one of the best seven teams in the NFC uh, that they're deserving. I, I just I don't know. However, Murray's play has has definitely definitely been discouraged. Yeah, and and like you said with the Rams, they had a battle for the number one spot against Seattle. They lost twenty to nine. So the Rams and Arizona are playing each other. We're going to pick that game. That's very important for both teams. It's going to be a really fun game to watch. Uh, the New York Giants, they lost to the Baltimore Ravens 27-13. to Baltimore is another team that's trying to get into the AFC playoffs. They need, a, they need this win to continue their dominance. And, man, the New York Jets, they beat Cleveland Browns 23-16. to Now, Humph, you know what's coming. You know what question is coming. Well, this is a great Jets game, a bad Cleveland game, and man, I, and I know you like, you, you're the guy that play to win, but how bad is Jets losing going to affect this Jets organization, or the Jets winning going to affect this Jets organization? Well, everyone was freaking out about them winning this game, and, and really, if you look at it, it did not change much. Uh, they they could have finished uh, tied with the Jacksonville Jaguars for the first pick overall but ultimately Jacksonville was going to win that tiebreaker uh, so I don't think it would have mattered this win locks up the second draft pick for them and so props to them uh, you know the Browns they lost their entire receiving core uh, the day before to contact tracing with Corona uh, and so you know bad loss bad timing loss they definitely needed that win uh so this week they're they're playing for all the marbles for a playoff spot and so the jets you know when they beat when they beat the la rams that's when they gave up the golden ticket that is trevor lawrence and now they're gonna have to settle for justin fields or whoever they decide yeah the jets they have a lot of fixes they need but the quarterback would have been trevor lawrence would have been a really good one but they still have a shot with the second round pick cleveland they gotta win this next game if they want to make the playoff or yeah make the playoffs jacksonville they lost 41 to 17 against chicago the jacksonville fans were cheering every time chicago scored it's kind of confirmed that trevor lawrence is going to the jaguars You've been saying that for a while, and then you said you like this pick. So how do you like Trevor Lawrence, you know, rocking them Jacksonville colors? Well, I know that Jacksonville has a really talented rookie running back that they didn't even spend a draft pick on. Uh, so it's cool. It's cool seeing an FCS guy like that really dominate at the professional level. Uh, you got receivers like DJ Chark, who, who's definitely shown that he can have success. LaVisca Chenault was a good surprise this year. A lot of athleticism out of him. Got a couple of young draft picks on the defensive side of the ball. And and I'm pretty sure that I've read that in 2021, the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are going to have a lot of cap space uh, and possibly the most in the NFL. And so definitely excited to see what Trevor Lawrence can turn that into. I told someone the other day that I think next season the Jacksonville Jaguars can go as good as 6-10. and 10. Uh, And then the next season after that, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a playoff team. So that's that shows how good I think Trevor Lawrence is. Man, Humph, Humph with two hot takes on one episode. Look at him go. I think Trevor Lawrence is a once-lifetime quarterback. I think Jacksonville, if they can get the good, the right guys around him, going to be a great team, and they're definitely going to be fun to watch as Trevor Lawrence grows and develops. If he goes to Jacksonville, you know what? We can't say yet. Everyone's saying it's going to happen. We all think it's going to happen, but you never know. Jacksonville could. Could surprise everybody and not take him, but we think he will. 
and we think that Jacksonville is going to be really fun to watch. We'll keep an eye on those guys. The Bengals, they beat Houston 37-31, to 31, and, man, Humph, I know you saw J.J. Watt's post-game speech. I know you were all about that. He's mad. What, what do you think is going to happen to J.J. Watt? He's getting older. People want him to go to a winning team. He's the face of Houston. Could you see them trading him away, or is he a Houston Texan for life? Man, I just I just have a hard time seeing him play play for someone else. Uh, I just I really do. Uh, I just he's such a Houston guy. He's done so much for that uh, community, and I just I would have a hard time hard time seeing him in another jersey. Yeah, it'll be weird, but if it happens, it'll happen. It'll be fun to watch Jay Watt. I know he's been really upset with how Houston's been doing. Apparently, some news came out about him and. While Bill O'Brien was still coaching, he had some choice words to say to him. So he's been really struggling, but, you know, he's still J.J. Watt. He is still the face of Houston. So we'll keep an eye on J.J. Watt and what he does once once they start everything, all the trades and free agency, everything starts going down. Carolina, they beat Washington football team 20-13. Carolina, they're, they're trying to ruin Washington's season. Washington, they have a big one against Philadelphia. We're picking that game as well. The Bills, they beat the Patriots 38-9. Man. Bill Pelichick throwing his phone everywhere. The Patriots are out of the playoffs. The Bills, dominance. Josh Allen, he wants to try to get in the MVP race. Miami, they beat the Las Vegas Raiders 26-25. And Miami, I'm cheering for them. I want them to make the playoffs. Tua Tungvaloa, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know you saw that that blind throw that Fitzpatrick has. He's just magic. Oh, what, a, what, a, what a great guy. Do you see Fitzpatrick playing for another team as a starter next year, like he always does, or do you think he'll stay with Miami and continue to be the backup? Yeah, at some point, he's he's just really old. He's going to retire, so I think that that's probably coming soon. Uh, but hey, they 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 don't call him uh, they don't call him the best relief pitcher in football for nothing. I mean, no kidding. The things that he do does when he comes in, and then he gets signed to another team, becomes a starter for a little bit. He loses his job and he goes elsewhere. He's a traveling man, just like Sam Houston alumni Josh McCowan. Two great traveling journeymen. Atlanta, they beat the, or they lose to the Chiefs, seventeen to fourteen, and not a great performance by the Chiefs. But they still get the job done. They're still the number one seed, and they're still the favorite to go into the Super Bowl. In a close and a great matchup, the Steelers they beat Indianapolis twenty-eight to twenty-four. Indianapolis, they're still in it. They can still win the AFC South. They got to win this next week, and then. The Chargers, they beat Denver 19-16. to The Chargers, we've been talking about them for a while. They're going to be good. Just got to give them some time. Got to give Herbert some time. He's breaking some rookie records. He's looking like a beast. So let's roll into our pick-ems. Our first pick-em is Miami at Buffalo. Miami has to win this game, but they're playing Josh Allen and a strong Buffalo team. So, Hump, who's winning this game? Is Miami continuing the dream and getting to them playoff spot, or is the Bills going to continue their dominance? Well, the Bills, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they use Josh Allen. Obviously, they've already won the division, but I think now they're playing for second seed, which, you know, would be a home game in the second round, uh, which is obviously a big deal. Um, But, man, golly, I don't know. I have a hard time with the Colts not making the playoffs. You know, I talked about the AFC scenarios earlier. And so I'm kind of hoping one of these teams do lose and the Colts can get a win so that they make it. Uh, and so for that, give me the Buffalo Bills to beat the Miami Dolphins. Unfortunately, the the awesome year that the Dolphins have had, you know, I expect them to come up short uh, and miss the playoffs this year. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo as well. I want to vote for Miami so bad. I want to pick them. I want to say they continue and they make a run in the playoffs. 
And maybe they do. Maybe maybe Buffalo sits Josh Allen. But they are trying to get the right seating, and that's very important. They're playing home, playing away. I think they want to ruin Miami's dreams. So I'm going Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, they're a great combo. But, man, I want Miami to win this. So if Miami wins, good. My pick was wrong. I'll take it. But I'm sticking with Buffalo. I'm sticking with the hot hand. The next matchup, and this is this is important. This is Hump life on the line here. Dallas playing the New York Giants. Dallas has got to win this game if they want to stay and, and get have a chance to win it out. New York Giants, they can ruin it for Dallas. New York Giants, they started off slow and kind of they kind of picked up a little bit. They didn't look awful. Dallas, they start off really slow and they picked up. Andy Dalton's finally got his footing right. So Hump, who's winning this game? It is at New York. Well, I will. I will obviously be taking the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is this is step one of Operation Slip into the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, this is going to be happening at twelve o'clock on Sunday. I will be all eyes. You know, there's no fantasy football left for me. I will be a full one hundred percent undivided attention Dallas Cowboys fan, and, and and I look for us to get it done. So I'm excited for that. But but definitely give me the Cowboys. Man, hum, I, now I'm I'm pretty sure this is right. I can't I can't prove it. I'll have to go back and look at the tape. But I'm pretty sure every time I've picked Dallas, Dallas has lost. So I don't know if I'm bad luck or what. But for the sake of the pick'em and for myself, I, I have to also pick Dallas. You know, I I think the Giants they've been showing some progress, but they're still not that good yet. And the Dallas's receiving core is so good. Ezekiel Elliott he's getting his footing back, and like I said, Andy Dalton he's finally finding himself. And showing everybody that he can get it done. So I hope I'm not shooting the Cowboys in the foot here. But I'm also going to pick Dallas. I'll be watching that game too just for Hump's sake. Because, man, if the Giants win this game, I have to keep an eye on Hump. I don't know how he's going to be doing. He's going to make me a little bit nervous. Because he's trying to get in the playoffs. And even though he's probably going to lose first round, just being there is great for the Dallas Cowboys and for Ryan Humphreys. <clears throat> Next game up, we have another game that's going to decide everything. Arizona at the LA Rams. Both teams are wanting to get in. Both teams had some bad losses last week. So Humph, who's winning this game and getting into the playoffs? Well, uh, you know, I said it earlier uh, that I don't know how I feel about the Arizona Cardinals right now with the way that Kyler Murray is playing. Uh, but I want to root for my boy DeAndre Hopkins. You know, shout out to him being the best receiver on my fantasy football Super Bowl team. But I don't know, Dalton. Uh, I think that I think that Sean McVay and the LA Rams get the win here. It's a huge game for them. They've they've really been surprising all season, and so I'm gonna have to pick against your Arizona Cardinals here. Yeah, I man, I wanted to pick. I, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I have to pick my Arizona Cardinals. I, I was gonna say you kind of have to. I have to. I've been I've been preaching for them. I had them. I had Cliff Kingsbury as my coach of the year. I love the Cardinals. I've been, I pick. I think I've picked them every time we've had them. The LA Rams look really good. They they were almost first in the division. They lost to the Seahawks. I'm calling upset. I think Arizona gets it done. They they and once they get into the playoffs, I think they're gonna have a they're gonna be a threat. Maybe they not win the Super Bowl, but they could ruin some people's playoff chances and and eliminate them earlier than people expect. So I like Arizona. Those are my guys. Go Birds. I'm sticking with them. They're gonna upset and beat the LA Rams. The last matchup is also very important for the NFC East All-Star team race. We have the Washington football team at Philly. Washington has to win this game, but Philip or Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts, they're ready to some break some dreams. So, Humph, 
who's winning this matchup to decide who's going into the NFC East as the division leader? Well, I, you know, the Eagles are out. Uh, with their loss to Dallas, it, it mathematically eliminated them. Uh, so, you know, you could argue, uh, you know, they're just going to tank for draft position. But what I want to say to that is there are eight teams within one game of each other, uh, which, which the Eagles fall in. And so, you know, they all can't lose. And so I, I think you let fate decide where your draft order uh, falls. And I think I think it'd be good to uh, to get a win under Jalen Hurts' belt. You know, kind of kind of use this game as a final a, a final test for Jalen Hurts. You know, is he going to be our guy next season? What are we going to do with Carson Wentz? And so, give me the Eagles in this one. I'll, I'll Sunday night. I'll be a big Eagles fan. That hurts for me to say, but that's that's what has to be done for the for the Cowboys. It's step two of Operation Flip into the playoffs. And so, yeah, give me give me Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to Philadelphia as well. Look, Washington's quarterback situation is all messed up. They released Dwayne Haskins. Alex Smith is having some cramps in his, in his bionic leg. So the starting quarterback right now is Taylor Heineke. Ah, man, you, you haven't heard that name for a reason. He doesn't play very much. And Philadelphia, they got the hot hand with Jalen Hurts. He's been doing really well. It looks like he's going to be the guy for years to come. I think they want to spoil the season. Washington and Philadelphia, they are division rivals. They don't like each other. Nobody in those divisions like anybody. I know Dallas hates all of them. They all hate Dallas. But I think Philadelphia wants to ruin it for Washington and uh, put a little middle finger up to everybody. So I think Jalen Hurt gets to win, and they're going to eliminate Washington, and maybe Dallas can get in. It'll be a, it'll be a fun road to watch. It's going to be a fun week. We got New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. New Year's coming up. 2020 is finally over. Thank goodness. Hopefully 2021 will get a lot better. We gotta, we're, we're getting there. We're about to be in the playoffs. We're about to see some national championships. So, Hump. Any final words before we finish this episode off? Well, I, uh, uh, man, another episode down, uh, and I'm happy to do it. I just, uh, you know, uh, it's been a fun. I'm glad we started walking radio in 2020. Uh, that, that was one of the highlights of my year. Uh, it's, it's really been fun, but I know that 2021 is going to bring some, some really fun, great football times. Yeah, so with, with those coming up, championships, playoffs, and your fantasy football Super Bowl winners, Ryan Humphreys, and with an assist from Dal Meyer. We thank you, and we can't wait to talk to you again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.